where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, UK Bills Mafia. This is Christian Wade of your Buffalo Bills. This is the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast with your hosts, Matt and Alex. Let's go, Buffalo! Woo! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast, Bills news with a UK twist. Matt, Alex... Alex, were you feeling like you up, you down, you left, you right? What are you like today? I'm exactly where I thought I would be. Um, uh, this is a team that's trying to figure out who they are, and they luckily played the worst team in the NFL. But <laughs> at least we're not the Patriots. Yes. At the time yes. of this recording, I think you just said Newton threw his third interception. Yeah, they're 30, uh, 36 down. Whoo, Something whoo. like that. How about that? That's fun to watch. Yes. I'm enjoying that. Yes. I'm downstairs in I my know. living room watching Red Zone, uh, just enjoying the rest of the games today. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't overreact. I, I don't think I've underreacted. I, I think I am pretty level-headed and understanding of what just went down today. Um I did really think that the, the tweet of the day was me saying, um, you tweet angry and I tweet sarcastic. And I think that pretty much summed up the game because you were pretty angry today, weren't you? Yeah. I was actually thinking yeah. who were the six and O team, especially in that first in the first half. Who were the six and O team and who were the team that four and two? What what is to be honest? Oh and six. Oh and six. Oh, you're saying six and oh. No. You said six. No, you must be, you must be hearing things. Well, I am like five beers deep, so whatever. But yeah, no, um, (laughs) I I did think about that because uh, Baker Mayfield earlier this week, um, after the Pittsburgh loss, Baker Mayfield said uh, four and two has never felt like zero and six so much like it does today. And after Mm. the first quarter, yeah, uh, we looked like the zero and six team, but luckily they uh, they righted the ship and. smoothish sailing for the rest of the game, right? Yeah. So uh, let's thing, just get in it. Let's just let's just dive in. I'll, one, I'll throw some questions your way, and and we'll see where we're gonna go. Um, I was gonna I was just gonna say I want to. Okay. I'm hoping that next week they can have an experiment mm-hmm. because we all know that they have the third quarter failings, all that, but they started with the ball in the third quarter and actually did okay. They mm-hmm. didn't start with the ball first quarter and they played poor so it's all about winning the coin toss and dictating right could work an experiment yeah. we can yeah. find that out yeah, a, bit whatever, later, right? uh, a bit later on yeah but uh, i think we learned from yes. last week that josh needs to start strong and um you know he he kind of did today josh allen probably had the weirdest like successful game i've ever seen because it looked ugly but statistically it was fine but uh let's mm. start with the defense right because I think that's where everybody wants to go. Um, was this good Bills defense or was this bad Jets offense? I think if you're looking at it, it's 80, no, 75, 25 you're in just, good you're Bills defense. You're just picking these numbers out of the thin air, aren't you? No. 
No, you really, you, plus twenty five is a hundred. Yeah, no, but you you like you 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 thought about that percentage just now, or you like always had that in your head? Uh, no, I was I was leaning towards like eighteen twenty, but really eighty percent good jet good Bills defense, only twenty percent bad Jets offense. Well, no, I've now dropped it down to 75, well, yeah. 25. But okay. No, I mean, I would have said 80 plus if it was for the whole game. I think the second half really brought it up a lot more. Yeah. I mean, first half, we could barely we could barely stop Darnold. I mean, he, he went, what, nine, nine for 11 or, or went nine straight passes at the get-go. He had a real good move. start. He had a real good start. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just come down, turned around and come back and whatever happened on them at half time really actually just turned the, turned the tables around. We saw better, a better defense, a different defense that we had wanted to see the whole, the whole season. Yeah. If you put it that way. I mean, we had AJ Epinus. I mean, could you actually, I tweeted on there, could you actually get a three-way sack? Could you split a sack three ways? I don't think so. I think, I think I've only ever seen half sacks. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think, what was it? It's Epinesa, I think Oliver and Addison or something like that had to both all combined on a sack. Of I, think Murphy, I think it was Murphy in there. But yeah, um, everybody on defense had a, had a moment. Um, Jerry Hughes probably mm. had the standout performance of the day. Um, he's been able to yeah, play exactly. uncredited really well all season. And I think today he's going to get mm. a lot of respect uh, and a lot of recognition, uh, you know, hitting the stat line, uh, but also just, you know, visually being there and um, verbally being there. I mean, the, the, the announcers talked about Hughes a bit in the game. So uh, Hughes had himself a day, and I think that was really important. The pass rush worked today. Darnold was yeah. pressured. He was hurried. He was, uh, you know, under pressure all day, pretty much. Uh, mm, no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we could have that, if we could have had that second half defense in the first half, I don't think the Jets would have scored on us. If yeah. we had that second half defense in the Kansas City game, I think we'd push them even closer. If we had them for the Tennessee game, we probably would have pushed them closer as well. We would, we talked about get it right in the preview show. Did the Bills, especially on defense? get it right at the right time in that game or a little bit too late in that game. And can then they'll take that momentum into New England, who we, who we actually know, well, if you're watching Red Zone or watch Offense Red Zone. Offense doesn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. So is this Jets offense a warm-up to what we could see with the, um, with the Patriots offense? Well, the Patriots that- run the ball well. And that's what the Jets did for a little bit today. But honestly, it's it's tough to say that the defense got right against what is the worst offense in the league. Um, mm. Like I said, though, it confidence breeds playing well. So I yeah. think the offense is going to be – I think the defense is going to feel confident after today. They're going to be able to watch a lot of really good tape, and that should lead into confident play against new england exactly i just worry about to play devil's advocate i'm just like but it's the jets 
everything that we say that's positive can be reciprocated and, and, and countered with, but it's the Jets. I mean, they coached themselves out of the game in the second half. You're not going to get that with New England. However, looking at it today, New England just doesn't have the talent to play football anymore. Um, yeah. I think, I think if we want to talk about next week for a second, <clears throat> it's going to be closer clearly than this game today um, for both teams. I think it'll kind of be sloppy, ugly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, go, going back to the review of this game, uh, why did Frank Gore look like he was 15 years <laughs> younger? Right. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I mean, was it someone tweeted, uh, someone tell Frank Gore that the, um, the clocks have gone back or something like that. I can't exactly what the tweet was, but I was, I was waiting for him to actually, um, I was, I was thinking, Oh shit. After the first few runs, I was thinking, Oh shit. He's going to get, he's going to get close to a hundred yards on us. And if you yeah, keep, luckily Frank Gore at 38, if Frank Gore at 37, 38 can run a hundred yards on your, um, on your defense. Yeah. You definitely got a whole nother thing coming. You yeah. definitely something wrong in there. Yeah. But they made the adjustments. Yeah. They got a lot more pressure, played a lot better. And in the end it was scrappy. I think at times, I think most people just wanted to just rip their hair out, jump out a window. There was a lot of, there's a lot of first quarter panic, a lot of first quarter panic. But no, this was the Bills' defensive last year. Um, look mm. bad early, but then target their weakness and force their hand. Uh, the yeah. Jets' weakness is throwing the football, and we forced their hand and made them throw the ball, and it didn't work out for them. Uh, we took mm. the run away from them uh, via Tyler Bass, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah. we talked about the first quarter woes, but I think what, what, we, what we saw today was a coaching staff's ability to make quick adjustments. I think that they had a good game plan coming in. They just needed to modify it a little bit after that first quarter. They did, and it all worked out. Uh, this was a game where we can clearly say that our coaching staff uh, outcoached their opponent. Um, it's not been since just. the Rams game where we could say that. Uh, the 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 Raiders game, uh, you know, so uh, mm. it, it was a good game by the defense there. Now it's time to see consistency from it. Uh, it seems like each week we're seeing one guy kind of step up last week. It was Zimmer yeah. this week. It was Dane Jackson, Johnson, Dane Jackson, Jackson, Dane yeah. Jackson, Dane Jackson, Taron Johnson. I get the, the J's mixed up, but um, yeah, great showing from him. Right place, right time kind of stuff. Uh, so let's see who the guy is next week, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I was sold initially on Johnson. I think with him, he's he struggled quite a bit on there, and don't be surprised if Norman's out again. Yeah, if Cam Lewis has recovered from his his injury, I think he had a, he was practicing with a club on his um on his hand. If yeah, I he's think come it was his back, wrist, right? Yeah, if he comes back I can, and Norman can't go and Wallace is not there, I could see it being Jackson, White, and Lewis as our three cornerbacks mm. on there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at the way 
Cam Newton plays and and the inability his inability to get guys the ball. Um, I think this secondary can do things against New England next week. And I mean, they showed that they were able to do it this week. Uh, um, statistically mm. speaking, Cam and um, Darnold aren't very different this se- this season. Uh, it's weird and gross to say, but um, not a whole lot to worry about with this New England offense. Uh, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, speaking of offense, let's talk about ours, right? Um, how how overall were you were you satisfied or disappointed in what our offense did? Because there's a, a lot of good, but a lot of bad. At times, at times, I was happy about what they did. I mean, the second half when they came out, they started they started actually throwing and throwing a boot few more um plays in there than what they were in the first half yeah i mean there were times where i was thinking thinking what what's out or something like that they they actually could have handed off to moss but alan kept it for himself and gained no yards on a third on a third down i think that was josh playing hero ball you know it's like, hey, I, I want to do this. Kind of bothers you a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, there were plays on there which which he made. I mean, he, he kept running too much. He ran, again, he ran too much. On I'm not, see, I, I would like to argue against that because I think that that led to our ability to move the ball down the field. It, mm-hmm. His running extended drives, it, you know, it kept momentum going. Um there was only what, maybe two or three, maybe two designed runs, but uh, his scrambling ability is important for this offense. Uh, yeah, he if, did it early on in the season and it was ugly. I mean, we have another fumble today, but early on in the season, he did it to extend drives and to keep defenses honest. Hmm. In the last two weeks, when he got away from running the ball, is when our offense wasn't clicking. And today the offense was clicking. However, 0 for 5 in the red zone where we're typically 73% and three of 11 on third down, where we're 56%. Uh, you got to yeah. think in those clutch moments, uh, is that the offense forcing it, making mistakes, or is that Dayball not making the right play calls? This is what's been, that's what's been eating me. Yeah. I mean, we know the ball can do this. He can make the right play calls now and then. And uh, when times times actually am um, cool for it because we've seen that in the first four weeks a little bit with the um, with the Chiefs game um, on there that he can make the calls he can make the right calls on there, but again you can put it down to that or you can put it down to the players themselves. I mean, what was it? I had Diggs let one go through his hand, which was pretty much thrown right. Okay, he has to adjust his body a little bit when he was actually diving towards it. But that went straight through his hands. I mean, there are times where I think, yeah, Alan's played the hero ball. I think there are times where he just needs to trust his playmakers. I mean, I saved a tweet. I'm going to bring it up because it was quite interesting, to say the least. Um, It was Matt Perino that I believe said it. He said... um, Josh Allen talked tons about how important it is he trusts playmakers by getting the ball in their hands and letting them make plays. Should have trusted Zach Moss enough to let him get that first down. 
because yeah, on mean, that play, I mean, on yeah, that play, he they didn't Moss make, would have got that first down. Yeah, yeah, I up. agree. Um, that's just being able to read the slide of the defense. Um, I mean, it's such a quick, rapid fire play, and decision making there is really tough because you you don't have a second to think about it, or else the ball gets fumbled, right? But I mean, you look at Josh Allen mm. for the day, three hundred yards. 70%, right? I mean, you, yeah. you take that any day. Any day you take mm. those numbers, right? But no touchdowns and three of 11 on third down. It's like, how could you? It's like the best, worst game of all time, kind of, because yeah. he was forcing the ball. And really, if when you talk about trust your playmakers, I mean, uh, was he, yeah, he stealing? I mean, he, he targeted Diggs 11 times, maybe three or four too many because some of the forced balls to him were really bad. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's tough because you don't want to nitpick because we talked for the last three years, this is the Josh Allen that we want. 300 yards, 70%. And here now we have it, and I'm still finding shit to talk about. I think that's just the Bill cynic in me. I mean, and the fumble. It's like we got all of the good and bad Josh today, but and then when that's mixed in with the bad Dable, that's why we're zero for five in the red zone. Yeah, I think I think we we've talked about all the time. I mean, I mean, we've got Cole Beasley. He went. He has what I think that's his first hundred yard um, hundred yard game in God knows how long. Hundred twelve yards he went for this. Real good game this week. Loved Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, season. it's, and I think now he's he's, well, up there. He's, he's statistically he's going to break his best um, best ever career season. I mean, as long as he keeps um, it going with us, yeah. So we now we know we can trust him. He's just, I say, they've just got to call numbers early. Because I mean, there were loads of times they were going directly for one person. I mean, most of the time, I think Alan needs to work. A lot more on on actually spreading it. Yes, he completes a lot all the time to load mm-hmm. different receivers. I think much every single receiver on that um, that was up today, apart from Duke Williams, really caught a catch. But yeah, he tends yeah. To uh, focus- Gabe Gabe Davis really. I mean, I wanted to talk about him for a second. I mean, he hasn't really shown up. Mm-hmm. Going back to Beasley, he had a hundred yards against the Rams, uh, and then last year he had a hundred yards against the Patriots and Dallas, and then. Back then, you'd have to go to his time in Dallas against Jacksonville in 2018, and uh, nothing in 17, nothing in 16. So, and in one game in 2015. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's been at his best with us. We're using him correctly, and Josh trusts him, and they have a real good connection. So, uh, you yeah. know, if if it, if it comes down to uh, the offense being a Diggs, Beasley, Gabe Davis kind of situation, um, uh, it looks pretty good right now. Um, I know that John Brown does really open up this offense and give mm. Davis, Davis and Beasley and and, and uh, any tight end that we have, maybe even the running backs, they give them more space underneath. But I think Brown being in the in the in the on the field is best for digs. And then yeah. Beasley's kind of unaffected by whoever's playing, you know, I mean, mm. Beasley's got to be the number one Beasley on the outside's never going to work, 
but Beasley's going to be unaffected and and he's been just yeah. great all season. Then again, think, then you just put in this, you put in the, the Beasley, yeah, it may not be number one because he can't play outside, but then you're looking at um, how, why the Patriots were so successful in the short games with Edelman and Amandola when they were both, or, well, Amand, when Amandola was there, obviously Edelman now, that that's why they're good under that um, on the inside because they're number one, not necessarily when when they lost Moss, traded Moss and got rid of all the other big names, they were, their number one was a slot guy. It's the guy that constantly can, can make people move, yeah, can absolutely. make people miss. I mean, maybe it is a case they've got to look, try and get Beasley out a lot more, because if you're going to have Diggs, even if he's going a bit further up, and even when you have Brown and not have Brown, if they're focusing on Diggs, you've still got Beasley... Tyler Croft in this instance and Gabe Davis all, all being single coveraged. At that point, that's where Beasley needs to be targeted the most because out of those three, he's the one that's going to get you those yards. And we saw it in some of the runs and some of the plays he, he did this in this game. He yeah, what it. you can what you can rile up what you can rely on with Beasley is a guy who can beat man coverage and a guy who can beat zone coverage. Um, mm. he just knows where to go on the field. But I mean Let's let's. I mean, I, I need to watch the game again to really understand what happened in the red zone. But 0 for five is inexcusable against a bad Jets defense. And oh, yeah. we, we oh, all yeah. know the phrase "any given Sunday," right? The Jets probably mm-hmm. played their best game of the season on defense. Uh, it's just this is a team who you, you've heard the story about Josh Allen. He's automatic in the red zone. All this guy does is score touchdowns. And then today happened. You just wonder what happened, and uh, hopefully this isn't something that continues. Uh, I mean, yeah. how do you feel about that? I mean, I'm I was putting it down to to play calling, really, mm-hmm. for the um for how we were that um how we were that poor in the red zone. I think there were times where I was screaming, "Why the hell are you making that pass? Why yeah. why are you running on that?" I mean, we did have a was it a a nothing a nothing cool cool back on Davis? I think we had oh, touchdown yeah, that was, throw. Yeah, I mean, we probably wouldn't be talking about Josh Allen or the red zone if it deficiencies if that Gabe Davis touchdown sticks. Mm. You know, it's just one of those things where the refs maybe they were bored and just wanted to get in on the action. Um, you see Davis check. Uh, check himself in and the ref didn't say anything. So, you know, what the hell, but um, you know, rookie mistake, uh, you know, uh, we won. So it's not, it doesn't hurt you. Right. No, it doesn't. And I'm just watching uh, Stidham actually replace Nat Newton in the, um, in the lineup. So that's beautiful. Makes it a lot, makes it a lot more interesting next week. You just got to hope that Cam doesn't like, you know, Oh, I got to make up for it. I don't need. I, I don't want to see like Superman Cam Newton next week because he's got to make up for it. But mm. let's hope he's just cooked. I think he's just cooked. Um, yeah. So uh, but... let's. Uh, let the the other thing that everybody wants to talk about, which I don't, is the <laughs> kicker. Um, look, you have a. Oh my God! What are you doing? If you're listening to this okay. on the podcast, please look at. Please go to watch this on YouTube and just see what Matt just did. Um, yes. Tyler Please Bass, look. six of eight. He makes from 53 
48, 46, 37, and 29. What's mm. there to, and 40. What's there to complain about, right? Then he, but he missed from 45 and 37. He, uh, I really, to be honest, I really want, I really want to get a, a guest on who is actually, um, who is actually a kicker. I want to put this argument to bed about the laces because one of those missed field goals, the laces were facing the long snapper. They weren't even there to be kicked. And that's good. I mean, that's what you want. Is that what you want? Is you that don't want to you... kick the laces. Okay. Have you not yeah. seen Ace Ventura? I have years and years and years yeah, and years, come on. years ago. Laces out, laces out. But I mean, it's I'm not worried. I mean, yes, he's had Thank he's you. bad, bad, bad misses. He's had he missed a few field goals. Yeah. So what? He's he's a rookie. I mean Yes, he's a rookie. Just, was it the Titans um Gotikowski, he missed the game kind veteran, um, good, accurate veteran. Horrible this year. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the guy, the Chiefs um kicker, he's missed a quite a few, and they've been and he's been quite accurate on that. Everyone misses, and it's I just don't see why people are getting aggy about it. Maybe if he constantly every game missed two, missed three. Bill goes, and yeah, I would actually start kind of worrying about it. But he's only missed what, what four or five field goals all season. I need to double. We need to double check the stats I think on it's that. Five. But it's gonna get louder yeah. when he. It's a five or six. It's gonna get louder when he costs us a game, and let's mm. just hope that kind of never happens. But uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about this early on in the year that if he does. I'm not going to be upset about it because he's a rookie kicker and there's yeah. always room for improvement. There's, there's, there's strategies to, and, and adjustments that can be made. Um, you mm. know, I can give you, I, I gave on Twitter an example of a really good kicker, Brandon McManus. He was at like 68, 69% his rookie year. And now on his career, he's kicking at 82%. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I'd sign up for that. Um, He's talking about how he's feeling more like himself. I just think he needs to get opportunities and, um, you know, just really face the, the environments. Um, kicking in college and kicking in the NFL are two very different things. So yeah. um, I'm willing to give him time through next season. Uh, mm. If by the end of next season, he's in 60s, 70, low 70%, then I'd say, all right, it didn't work out. Get somebody else. But honestly, you look at um, uh, Jacksonville. They've been through how many kickers this season? There's yeah. nobody else that you could get right now. They even had Auschka, didn't they? they, they yeah, they, they had Auschka for a minute, and he hurt himself. So he's clearly, you know, uh, over. Uh, there's nobody hmm. to replace Tyler Bass with. He's the best option that we have for the rest of the season. So just everybody understand, you're going to have to take yeah. the bad missing from 37 with the good making it from 53. Hmm. That's all the I mean, talk I want to have. I mean, I've, you answered this um, this Wayne Windsor question on on Twitter when he said, "Would you trust Would you trust him with four seconds left to make a 35 yarder in the Super Bowl?" Well, I mean, I'm not going to go um, for it, you know. 
Yeah. I if mean, we have an opportunity to, honest, to win, a, win a Super Bowl with our kicker, you're going to do it with any kicker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I trust him. I mean, as, as you say, you've given the stats on there. He's a cap- we all know he's a capable kicker. He can, he can, he's got a leg on him and all that. Maybe it is, maybe it was the laces, maybe it was the whole Bible Hawk hairs on a few of them that's actually um, causing the issues. But if it came down to it and we were, we were filled, we needed a field goal with four seconds, I would honestly, I would trust him. I mean, I would, I would say him. being a kicker is a lot like being a bowler. Do you bowl? Mm, not very often, no. Right. I was, uh, I'll admit, nerd alert, I was on the bowling team in high school. Uh, <laughs> and it's all about consistency, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was good enough to have a 200 game here and there, but I could never do it consistently because I would always kind of mess up my footwork or mess up my arm angle and my rotation. And kicking mm. is the same thing. Here's a kid who just has to work on his consistency, and I think he'll be fine. He can. He's shown that he can make kicks. Today, he showed yeah. you he can make kicks. Now it's just to work on the nuance of it. Let's talk about something else. Okay, that was a very weird um, way to have your face mask. All right, nobody else is seeing what you're seeing except for you, so I, you got to be more specific. Well, if they're watching Red, if they're watching Red Zone, they probably would have seen the um, Jacksonville play, um, coaching staff actually have his face mask just over his nose. Ugh, idiots. That's, That's why COVID stop. is still a thing, kids. Wear your mask right. Um, <laughs> penalties. But Yes. Yes. 11 that... penalties for 106 yards. You want to talk yes. about discipline. I heard somebody say that under McDermott, uh, since he signed on, the Bills are top 10 in penalties. So he, he might preach discipline, but they don't have anything to show for it. Uh, this mm. might be a thing that we need to get used to. Even though yeah. that Micah Hyde call that pass interference call Micah Hyde was soft, super soft. Pass inter- oh, the pass interference. Pass oh, interference I thought you were talking Hyde. about the. Yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about the hit. No, 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 no. Just I mean, the pass interference call on Hyde. The hit. Yeah. The hit. I I I under I hate it, but I understand it because the NFL that we've all known for the last for mm. you know. Uh, so I'm 33. So for. 28 years of my life that's not a penalty yeah Over the last few years defenseless receiver uh you can equate it to like a charging call in hockey where don't take strides to like big hit don't madden hit stick a guy you can't do it yeah. anymore on a defenseless receiver like that so mm. i mean i heard people talking about with how with, you need to wrap tackle you need to tackle them at the hip but when you do stuff like that, at the speed Hyde was going, Hyde hurts himself too. So essentially yeah. what you want to see from Micah Hyde on that play is slow up a little bit. I mean, exactly. clearly what Hyde was going to do, he was going to make – he went with the intensity to force the receiver to drop the ball, which he did. You just can't do that anymore. Yeah. So understanding the rules and liking them – are two completely different things. And I think a lot of people mm. just don't like the rule or just don't understand it, but uh, it, it's for what the rules are. It's a good call. It sucks. Uh, the game wasn't in jeopardy, uh, but yeah, just maybe throttle down a little bit. I mean, you didn't need to hit him that hard. You could have just knocked him out of bounds. Uh, yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, that is, it is the penalties are really the were the really the killers. I mean that that set us back on some of our drives where we got so and we had what I think a couple of penalties in succession. We went to um the I can't remember how much they had too many recurring penalties, whether it be when we're on offense or against us on defense, and really really kept the game closer than than what we expected. I think yeah. you take out those you take out those penalties that we had. And I think especially when some of them equated to first downs for both teams when they were on the Bills, um, that you take out all those penalties, maybe maybe have like three or four of those penalties in there, that game goes much more in the Bills' favour than it will with the, with the Jets because you would have nullified um, third down or the first down catches by the uh, by the Jets and all that and yeah it, in honesty if the penalties were that bad or were non-negated the Bills would be out in the distance and we wouldn't have to talk too much about penalties too much of the offense stumbling um, and all that yeah it's um it's the it's the pre-snap penalties that bother me the most um, the defense mm. jumps offside way too often. Um, yeah. You know, with some new guys on the offensive line, I kind of get any kind of false starts, cohesion uh, issues there. Um, Gabe Davis being a rookie on his call. Um, it You want to say it's something they have to sort out, but I don't think it's going to happen. So it's probably just something you have to learn to live with. Um Taking it back to last week, though, where we had those two personal foul calls on the last drive that gave the Chiefs 30 free yards, that stuff and the hide hit is stuff that you can coach out of these guys, and I think that needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that is that is what's going to kill us if we go forward. If we play a team like yeah. the Chiefs in the playoffs or even even, for example, the Raiders, if we get them in the playoffs, if we get the Steelers or the Titans in Penalties are really going to be something that they need to work on discipline for. If we can get that discipline sorted and get those out of the way, then we'll be all happy, all fine. Yeah. We can carry on and actually then... Well, I mean, you're talking about offense. playoffs. I mean, we got to get there first. I mean, penalties against teams like Seattle and Arizona uh, and Pittsburgh, penalties against those teams are going mm. to cost us the game. So they're yeah. going to have to do what they can immediately. Um mm. And another thing about coaching that I really want to talk about that uh, I don't think maybe anybody else is, is that um, the defense overreacts. We're so bad on play action and jet sweeps and just any kind of movement misdirection plays. It's tough to be able to coach against that because you talk to your guys, you coach your guys converge on the ball, but uh, you know, any kind of deception in this team is biting hard on it. And you're going to see a lot of that coming against our defense. And, uh, you know, hopefully today with Milano in guys who can step up and play against stuff like that. Uh, you know, yeah. you saw Milano play real well against that. Uh, the defensive play calling in general, I think was really inspiring. Uh, they did a lot of, of confusion to the jets offensive line. They able to get pressure, real good pressure, get a few good sacks, but in terms of offense play calling, like I said, not really inspiring in the red zone, uh, not really inspiring on third down. 
it's tough to say what the issue is there. Um, like I said, I would need to watch the game again to really understand what the idea was, what uh, the all 22 is as well, just to kind of see what the idea was in the, in the red zone uh, that mm. really bothered me, but uh, you know, 18, 10, right. Uh, a victory against a team that you know, you were going to beat. Um, maybe it yeah. wasn't pretty, but like, like we've said, if that Gabe Davis touchdown sticks, I think we're having a completely different conversation where there's a lot less worry. Exactly. This week. Exactly. So, you got any fan questions? Oh, we got there a few good loads. ones today. We got a few awesome. good ones today. I'll read them, you answer them. Here we go. All right. Uh, uh, Gerwin Jones on Facebook asks, uh, you know, where do we go from here? The run defense is terrible, and we couldn't convert in the red zone against an 0-6 team. We will be one and none in the playoffs again if we make it, but at this rate, the Patriots will take the division again. Well, Mr. Jones... The Patriots don't look like they're going to take the division. It's still early, but man, they got the floor wiped. Uh, So yeah. So essentially where do we go from here? What's your confidence level going into the rest of the season? Well, I tweeted my confidence level was starting to go like that a little bit. And you're Mr. Optimism. So when you're, when your optimism starts to fade, that hurts. I'm starting. I'm hoping that I'm starting to go like. Come back up. again. Yeah. Um, on the, I think next week really is going to be the key um, to test. where we'll be. I mean, if we if we manage to knock off um, New England, they're likely to go two and four. We're losing quite heavily to San Francisco. Yeah. They can, if we can get them down to two and five, we've got we'll have what four four game lead on them, and we'll be it's going to be real tough to blow four. that. Yeah, and we're four zero in the um, in the division as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got that on the tiebreaker yeah. on there. Yeah. Then, then the optimism is starting to shoot back up, mm-hmm. and you know that we still play. We can still play a good game. I mean, yes, the run defense. We know it's it blows hot and cold. Yeah. We've seen that. We've held, we held Henry. We held Josh Jacobs. Yeah. But then we let, we held okay Frank Gore and P Ryan now. Um, a combination, but it's all in the gameplay. I mean, there is a way that this can go forward. They can work on work on it all along. They've got well, they got James White. They've got Chris Carson. They've got Kenyon Drake. I believe is the next three running backs. Yeah. Now we possibly Patriots could probably. Well, they go Maybe with Damian so. Harris on the ground, James White on third down. But, I mean, you, you, you're you going to have to stop Cam Newton when you couldn't stop Tannehill or Mahomes running on you. So that might be an issue. But knowing that Milano is fit, um, mm. so important in that scenario. You just kind of yeah. maybe have Edmonds deal with Newton and Milano deal with the running back and just let the secondary mm. handle New England's average wide receiver core. They have no tight ends yeah. to deal with, you know? So, yeah, New England is, is a lot different than it used to be. Uh, David Pope, um, play, his players of the game, Hughes, Beasley, and Moss, who was your player of the game? Tyler Bass! I mean, he was the only one who scored points, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean... I would agree. I would agree with with Moss. I mean, he's he's come in. Yeah, he didn't run for for a lot, but he was that extra weapon in the passing game. They started using him a little bit more. They've got they, 
get more design plays for him because he's actually improved his pass catching from his um from his collegiate days. And if we can just get that run run block actually sorted for him, mm-hmm. I think he is gonna overtake Singletary. Really? I'm not saying Big take, hot take, hot take. I'm not saying Singletary's poor, but I think with him, I don't I don't know. I don't know whether it is the case that the the O-line are not really opening up the gaps and Singletary and Moss are having to um having to fight for the extra yards, hence why our run defense, our run offense is actually that that poor. Yeah. But getting them both in the outfield and what Moss has actually done, he had a couple of really handy runs in there. Mm-hmm. They really moved the chain. So I think he would have to be one of the players of the um players of the game for me. Obviously kind of bass the other regardless of those two missed field goals or not. Yeah. So I was going to say offense and defense, I would say Beasley on offense and oh, yeah. uh, Jerry Hughes on defense. Just yeah. um, real solid performances from veterans. When your team is sinking, you look to your veterans for leadership. Mm. And if they don't talk, they showed it on the field. Yeah. Chris Spencer, do you feel that the second half was potentially the rebirth of the D or is it just the Jets? And why can't our O-line uh, run block consistently? Uh, so I think we, we talked about both of those uh, quite extensively during the show. Um, so I'll take this one real quick. Uh, <clears throat> I think a lot of this had to do with it's just being the Jets. Um, next week also won't really be a test. Um, it's tough mm. to say because uh, any given Sunday, we know that Belichick can coach the hell out of a team. So is the, are the Patriots offense just, bad or you know we'll see what happens um if yeah. we make the patriots offense look good then there's really something wrong with our defense and today was not a rebirth it was just the jets no exactly and, i think i know, think the offense the the offensive line the run block i mean aren't on a postcard please because maybe when feliciana comes back it'll yeah. open up a little bit more on that yeah. that this game and the way they can open up kind of makes you wonder should they give us with Ford out, should they not have um, released Spain and actually plugged him in there and see what he could do? I yeah. mean, it sounds like it sounds like he had a chip on his shoulder. Give him the game. If, if from that game he's, he's, he's shite, you just go, right, you Yeah, I mean, especially with the Ford injury, the, the, the drop of Spain was really questionable. Um, you know, uh, uh, if Feliciano's back next week, though, then it doesn't really matter, right? No. But no, one guy I mean, is not going to make this offensive line that much better in run do, in, in run blocking. Um, I think a lot of it has to come down to scheme and they just need to work yeah. on that. Yeah. I mean, defense. Yes. I kind of believe that it is, it can be the coming out of it. I don't think it is because of the, because um, the jets, because you saw okay. what they did to us in the first half, the first half, I thought they were going to literally actually run us close, maybe even take it. That's really, that's how, that's how, bad that defense was but the change around i was never worried about this game then the change around from that point when they actually made that change at at halftime they came out i'm there thinking yeah it is it's not because of jets the bills finally had that rocket shoved up up their ass (laughs) on defense and hopefully it will um, long may it go next week yeah yeah, uh, next week is going to be a real big test. Um, looking forward to it. Michael Tor asks, uh, do you think the Bills will be active in the trade market 
and what positions do you think need to be strengthened? Yes, I think that I think we may see one or two trades um, going on there. I think it's a lot. It's rare looking the NFL at it trades mid-season. So, well, to be honest, I was reading the trades this year have been more and more earlier in the season to give them time to to get um, to get up to speed with it. But yeah. I can see a trade for a defensive tackle. I mean, I'm. I'm thinking that there was talk about Geno Atkins, but that price for him is going to be extortionate by the Bengals who are yeah. in their rebuild mode still. So they're going to want to low for it. I mean, the one I think I mentioned briefly in the um, in the previous show, if they do go for a trade, and I believe they will, it will be a defensive tackle number one, which would be um, which I hope will be um, Devlin Tomlinson of Giants. I can also see them actually putting the trigger somewhere on a um, on a cornerback. I yeah. think those two. I would two say really corner are... would be my number one thing. Um, mm. It's just tough because because they spent so much money on the defensive line in the offseason, and these are guys that Bean really likes. I I don't think that you're going to get anybody else for the D line. Um, also, like kind of feeling like the stars going to come back next year. That might just sort everything out. Um, but again, I mean, if you package like a Harrison Phillips in there, uh, or, or, you know, one of our other defensive ends, um, mm. you know, I, I wouldn't be pained to see us go for like, you know, a big name guy and throw Epinesa in there. I would have loved us to try and get Ngakwe. Yeah. You know what they gave up? I mean, maybe we couldn't afford him to the cap. Uh, I haven't done the numbers on that, but you know, oh, they gave up a third round. Yeah, we wouldn't have had him with the cap. No, yeah. No. Yeah. No, not with the cap space that we had left. Yeah. And all that. I think well, he just would goes just to show that it. I mean there, there's a criticism of being there of him not managing the salary cap well with guys who are underperforming. It's kind of mm. a little bit of a bother. Um Yeah. But I, I actually don't think we're gonna do anything because of our our our, our position with the cap. Um and uh you know what we have on the team. Um, I think that the coaching staff is probably just going to say, Hey, Bean, you know, we're, we'll sort it out. So I think that's where yeah. we're at right now. Mm. Mark Livers Edge. Right. Uh, so he says the D showed up. Hughes on fire. Uh, is Milano the key? Um, one guy doesn't make a team, but uh, it certainly looks like it uh, this week, didn't it? Yeah, no, I think, I think Milano shows that you have him in there. We, we say, Oh, he can, he can rush, he can cover, he can tackle. He really is a key component in there. And you now get to a point where you start to think his play is that good that he deserves that big contract. But then you're thinking, do you give him an incentive-laden contract? If they do, because obviously injuries he's had, he's had those injuries all the way yeah. through. Uh, the player's yes, got to want to sign that, you know, and I don't think he would want to sign that. Uh, only guys who are on like prove it deals sign that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, it's it shows that he is one of the key components in that. Yeah. As, as you said, as you're you're right. One person doesn't make a team, but you can see how clearly how of an of a influential player he is actually is mm -hmm. for this defense. Yeah, he may absolutely. not be the star, 
like Edmonds, Trey White or anything like that, but he is that star that you're going to, that player that you can rely on to be your everyday down linebacker and cover yeah. those um, short intermediate routes with yeah. his athleticism. Uh, Mark Phillips, do we need to give Moss a greater role in the run game? Showed up well in the second half. Uh, I think that what they're going to do is they're going to go with a, a hot hand approach. And the hot hand approach, I think, is really confusing and, and frustrating for the other guy because one guy today could clearly say the offensive line showed up for and another guy they didn't. Uh, Singletary didn't have a lot of space. He didn't make any mistakes or wrong cutbacks. It's just Moss got the holes and Singletary hmm. didn't. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, they need to bring him on a lot more. I mean, the more and more you saw him in the second half, the more and more he felt confident with it. I mean, he'll open up the games in the passing game. When we talked about this, it's something that he can get you involved in the passing game. You have him on the backfield, and he's going to be a mismatch for for everyone. So, I said that there's a chance that he could actually um, overtake Singletary. I'm still staying stand by that. Okay. That that'll be real interesting. Um, uh, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, it's just yeah. you know, if we can get anybody to show up in the run game, then I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I mean overtake him, I don't mean overtake him as the lead, as as well. Yeah, I've obviously taken over as a lead back, but he's someone that can be all round an effective member of this um mm-hmm. this side. Maybe maybe give him a year to acclimatize and next year he becomes the out, out and out number one running back on there. But I think touches wise this season, he will over will um supersede Singletary. All right. Uh Jason Statham, not the actor, asks Damn. uh is our defense soft? And uh, could we be more aggressive on both sides of the ball? Uh, I think on offense, I think Brown helps us be more aggressive. Uh, he mm. just kind of opens things up for everybody. So getting him healthy for the rest of the season is really important. Uh, and yeah. on defense, I think that we were more aggressive and getting to the quarterback today. Uh, we, we luckily were assisted by an offense who doesn't know what they're doing or have the personnel to take advantage of uh you know blitzes and uh mismatches so yeah i think think our defense performance looks better than it probably would against a better team uh i I, the the defense has to do something so if it's aggressiveness if it's give up a big play to get a sack here and there you know would you take that but with the offense Mm. uh you know it's tough to say because we won um but maybe a little bit more aggressive in the red zone and more creative in the red zone I think I think we're already aggressive on offense. Yeah. yeah the, against the Titans and the Chiefs, we were faced with an aggressive defense on there. Defense, yes, has been soft in most of the games, especially in the run game. But you can still see there's that appetite and that um, desire to try and fix it. So the way they play that second half, if they come out against New England like they did the second half, then yeah, I could say safely say that 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 defense has now reached the aggressive level they were supposed to be last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, G-Man on Twitter is uh, getting ahead of himself, uh, asking, "Does today's play beat New England?" Uh, we'll cover that on the preview show. Um, uh, <laughs> the, offense, the, offen- on- the offensive play absolutely does not. I think that um, you know 
Uh, Denver kind of had the same situation last week where they beat him with field goals. But uh, I think that against New England, you have to score touchdowns because their defense is still good enough. Um, and our defense, I don't think, is as good as Denver's. So you, you're going to need to score touchdowns. And I think that's then, the biggest but then issue again, I have. Then again, you've got – you see how they played today. They lost 33-6 yeah, yeah. for it. Their, yeah. their defense was shredded yeah. by Jimmy yeah. G. Well, the, the biggest I, – I think a lot of what happened to New England today – was um, Cam turning the ball over and putting their defense in precarious positions. Um, when a defense has to continuously be on the field and with a short field, you're going to put up points no matter who you are. So, uh, but do you think the Bills, what the Bills did today, can that beat New England next week? Just think about the Bills. Don't think about what New England did today. Think about what the Bills did today. Can that beat New England? Yes or no? Answer it. What do you think? Yes. Say it. Yes. He says yes. Yes. All right. We'll talk more about that on the preview show. Uh, Dave Dave Thorpe, uh, after the last three weeks, what's your revised season record? Can Brown coming back bring their offense to life? Are we ever going to win a coin toss this season? So um, rapid fire, three questions. Uh, After the last three weeks, my revised season record is, uh, you know, if you want to say positive 10 and 6, if you want to say realistic, I think nine and seven. I think we have a lot to really work on. All right, my revised still saying this, still staying the same. I think if anything, we drop down to eleven and five. Worst case scenario, I still, I still think that this was probably just a one-off game. If if the same game happens today that it did against um, today, that happens next week then yeah, I may revise it a little bit more, but yeah. I'm just, I don't see this. I feel this is just an anomaly. I hate saying that word. Anomaly. In the, um, in the season. I think, I think we will still be on, we're looking for 11, 12 wins this season. We'll, we'll take, we'll take the division. That's fine. But it's, I believe it'll be 11 or 12 win season. Okay. And I think uh, this is a really good question from Keith Gledhill is, um, you know, what's your biggest worry going into the next few games against, you know, uh, the Seahawks, uh, Arizona, um, Arizona looks really good. Um, so yeah. What, what's your, what's your biggest worry going forward? Can we keep healthy? Can we get healthy and can we get that scheme, um, both offense and defense working? Yeah. If we can say it's it's become repetitive what, what we're saying for most of these questions. If if the D can carry on as they did from the second half all the way through, then I'm not worried too much about what they um what could happen in those games. Mm-hmm. If they regress again and then the offense stutters, then yeah, I will see there's gonna be a lot of issues there. And that's something that's gonna worry me. But I'm just scratching this Jets game up as a um, as a as a one-off bad bad performance against a bad um, a bad team. I'm, I take heart in the Chiefs game. Yeah, I mean they're thrashing Denver right now, forty-three sixteen. Yikes! Yeah, um, yeah. I'm taking heart at all the other games. The Tennessee game probably had me going down a little bit, but I can't see anything really too much about those teams that really can scare me that we're not already facing this season. 
I mean, the, the biggest issue that I have with this team right now is probably um, linebacker play and uh, run blocking. Um, if we can't, the run helps the pass. If we can't run, yeah. then we're not going to be able to continue to pass well. Uh, mm-hmm. And our, our linebackers need to be able to be on the field, A, with Milano's injury, but Edmonds really needs to step up, fill the right gaps, hit the right plays, play calling recognition, really important. Um, we're at that time now, and, and you can use Gronkowski as an example. Um, with, 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 a, with a weird offseason and no preseason, uh, if Gronkowski is getting comfortable in making plays, then every other team now has no excuse that they're not ready. Everybody's got yeah. their game legs now. So it's time to sort this shit out. Exactly. Exactly. We got any more questions? Or... That's it. That's good. So we're, we're, ending, we're ending on a negative. What does this team need to fix? We won. We're five and two. And we're always probably going to be talking about what do we need to fix? And that'll be a very, very good, interesting um, off season topic. If yeah. it's uh but we've still got what another half of the season to go, so can't really complain right now. But well, have you got anything two, else? Leading the division comfortably. Exactly. You got anything else to to add, or will I be wrapping this up? It's eleven thirty. Wrap it up. And it's actually yeah, eleven twenty-one. So oh my god! Not quite eleven thirty. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> Well, anyway, so that was it for the, uh, for the show. Follow us on all social media. Um, keep subscribing to the podcast, whether it be via YouTube, via the um, via the any podcast channel. Keep showing love and support. And for Alex, this is me, Matt, saying good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Thank you for listening, watching, tuning in, and go Bills. Go Bills. Not us. Yeah, not, not us. us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.